Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Well, hello and welcome back to another show in the Sovereign Self series. Today we're discussing trauma, how to survive and thrive after the devastation. My guest today is Sheila Hawkins. Uh, She is a friend as well as a certified life enhancement intervention coach. You may go, whoa. We'll fill you in on the details of that in a moment. She specializes in emotional trauma, PTSD, anxiety, depression, suicide, uh, prevention, and sexual abuse. She's part of a network of coaches supporting clients across the globe with varying levels of needs in these areas. She's passionate about her work and what these techniques make possible. She works with individuals who serve or have served in the military, first responders, accident victims, and those who are impacted by domestic violence, rape, and other traumas. Her ultimate vision is for everyone to live the life they choose without the hindrance of traumatic events by teaching them tools they can use on a daily basis for their self-management of emotions. Thank you for being with me, Sheila. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you. This is exciting for me, as you well know, and you know why. (laughs) (laughs) And we will go deeper into that in a moment. (laughs) Part of the reason we're having this discussion today is I've, like many other people out there, become quite concerned with the fact that there have been so many what I want to say, mass traumas in our society, active shooter situations, um, bomb threats, and other, what I want to say, smaller scale but equally impactful things that are happening in our world and in our lives, that even if you weren't there at the the mall or the grocery store or the concert where the shooting happened, it frequently adversely affects you and your sense of safety in the world and can lead to things like PTSD, even if you weren't there. And if you were there, doubly so. And so I thought it was important, especially in Suicide Prevention Month, to open up some conversations around what you can do to support yourself, where you can find people to help support you uh, if you've been touched directly or indirectly by these sorts of traumatic events. And so this is one of the reasons I'm excited to have you on with me. <laughs> so I know reading your your bio, it's like, wow, this is some pretty impressive work she does. And I know you didn't start there. And I also know that you have a background and some personal direct experience with trauma. So would you like to fill us in a little bit on your backstory? (laughs) Oh, wow. Let's see. My backstory is, you know, of course, like you said, I didn't start here. Um, I spent 20 years, um, running and working inside of another business of mine. And let's see, about a year and a half prior to my personal experience with trauma, I was introduced to um, 
this work, that's what I'll call it, um, that, um, <laughs> that we use with our clients to help them, to support them and to help them alleviate the symptoms of the emotional trauma that they've experienced. And that, that, um, that, that finding, that discovery, somebody bringing me to this work was really, God. <laughs> it was perfectly timed, wasn't it? Was it? Perfectly timed. And I have to say it was life-saving because yes. of my personal experience with trauma. And that experience for me happened in October of 2017. So we're just two years shy of the uh, incident, say, anniversary. And um, <laughs> I was going about my day. I left here, um, was intending on coming back and finishing up with some work that I had to do. And I didn't make it back home that day. Mm -hmm. I was involved in a pretty bad, pretty horrific uh, car accident that left me with a TBI, a traumatic brain injury. So my brain was bleeding in three different areas and one continued to bleed into the following day. Mm. This accident happened one evening. So continued to bleed into the following day. Um, I had a lacerated spleen that they weren't sure I was going to be able to keep. Mm -hmm. uh, broken ribs, injuries to my cervical and lumbar spine, and a misaligned jaw. So TMJ. Mm -hmm. And so it was quite horrific. And that's a lot of physical trauma. That is a lot <laughs> of physical trauma. And that's just the physical impact, right? That's just what my body experienced. Not that there wasn't enough. <laughs> oh, it's plenty <laughs> all on its own. <laughs> it is. But the emotional impact from that event left me with um, a diagnosis of anxiety, depression, and PTSD. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, I have great doctors and physical therapists to assist with the physical issues. And I've come a long way. Let me tell you. <laughs> you have. Um, would have. you like to share with our audience what the initial prognosis for you was when they talked to your yeah. son and your boyfriend? Yeah, the initial prognosis. Well, I remember my son telling me that this was maybe, I don't know, a week, a couple weeks after it happened. I was home. And he said to me, that lady, meaning the person who called him from the emergency room, made it sound like you were going to die. And when he shared that with me, that just, it stopped me cold because it, it rang true to what other people had told me, what doctors had told me, um, people who deal with people who have had accidents like that. Um, typically, people don't recover. They don't recover from the TBI. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they don't survive physically. So 
there was a very good chance, or I'll just say that I'm very lucky, very blessed to still be here because of what happened to me. And, but that, you know, that just made things real for me when, you know, hearing him say that and having um, professionals who do what they do for a living and have done it for quite some time, tell me that, wow, it's a miracle that you're still here. And it's a miracle even beyond just that you're still here. It is. Because I remember some of the revised um, Mm. projections that they gave your son as it became clear you were going to survive and Mm -hmm. the expectation setting they did with him. (laughs) Yeah, that wasn't... It wasn't good. Nobody wants to hear what they were saying. Um, And what were they saying? Well, they were saying basically that um, brain injury, I may not um, return to say who I was. Um, Cognitively speaking, I had some serious challenges, which was pretty devastating. That by itself, forget about the physical injuries. For me, the... The fact that cognitively speaking, I wasn't, say, who I knew myself to be before, that for me was enough to just say, take me out of here. Because <laughs> Wait, as, would you leave me here if, the, if my brain's not coming back where it was? Like, if I can't be where I was, then you can forget about it. I'm not doing this. Um, that's just how devastating it was to me. You know, I've always been um, the learner. Um, I've always been inquisitive. I got on my parents' nerves. <laughs> why? <laughs> yes, why, right? Always asking why. And then when you get the answer to why, you ask why again, right? You want more information. And that's who I've been all of my life. And up until that point, I was 53 when the accident happened. Up until that point, that was who I was. So I lost who I was. So you you kind of go through, um, say, an identity crisis, too, along with the emotional stuff and the um, the the mental, um, the mental emotional trauma that you go through, um, that anxiety that um, I experienced had me afraid to ride in a vehicle with somebody else driving, which would have been a really hard place to stay, given that it would have been impossible for me to have my injuries treated without leaving home. That just wasn't going to work. Yeah. And I remember, well, remember a couple of times, but I remember the first time sitting in um, PT, a physical therapy appointment, I was in a room by myself. And I started to hear uh, ambulance sirens. Oh. Yeah. And I instantly froze and checked out. And at some point, I heard myself say, breathe. Mm. And I came back and I realized that I was holding my breath and I was sitting there just staring into space. And although I wasn't conscious after the accident, like I was out, um, I, I wasn't conscious again until sometime in the ER. So besides the fact that I wasn't conscious, my brain 
still carries the memory of what happened. And it ambulance sirens. Yeah. It triggered the response that day. I've had it happens other times too. So for me, not being able to easily get into a vehicle so somebody could transport me from home to my appointments so that I could heal, so that I could get well, um, that wasn't going to work. So being in that van, I was able to call on the techniques that I use, the techniques that I'm certified to use. to help That you learned before you... (laughs) Beforehand, thankfully. Yes. Um, thank you, God yeah, Squad. <laughs> thank you, right? Um, but I was able to to use those and they helped me relieve, so to speak, my emotional trauma. So I've used these techniques to deal with the depression, the anxiety. Um, the PTSD and moments where I find myself triggered um, by the ambulance sirens because there was no getting out of hearing the sirens because physical therapy is right down the street from the hospital that I was in. So it wasn't going to be something I wasn't going to hear. Yeah, uh, because I mean, that that's where they're all headed to. <laughs> exactly. So it was like, okay, so you've got to pull out what you know works and use it for yourself. And that was, of course, something I was used to doing. I mean, I use these techniques to clear my day. Yeah. Because it's always something, right, that we're dealing with. You know, we're being human, so we're, we're having this emotional experience. So if I hadn't had the techniques, if I hadn't been used to using them, I would not be anywhere near where I am today. I just wouldn't be. Um, I know that in here. And it's like, wow, it is, it's very sobering too, to know that there was more than, you know, say one reason, like to be able to use this work to support other people with their emotional trauma. But to have that firsthand experience beyond, say, childhood trauma mm-hmm. that I and another traumatic event, it, this gives me or, you know, gave me the gift. And that's what I see it as, a gift of knowing that, um, you know, I see firsthand what people I work with have gone through. Mm-hmm. And it's very, it's very sobering and it's very humbling. But it gives me more, say, um, to use um, in my, say, travels, if you will, um, to support them and to help them because I know right where they are. I've been there. Yeah. You know, so I, I see it as a gift. I don't see it as something I wish didn't happen. Um, I don't see it as um, something that never should have happened or that was somebody's fault. I'm not placing blame. Yeah. You know, what happens is supposed to happen. That's just, you know, the reality of things. It's universal law. There is only divine order. And so for me, (laughs) the question at that turning point was, okay, so 
what are you going to do? You know, what are you going to choose to do? Yeah. Oh, I love that. It's such a good yeah. question to ask yourself. I've it got is. a an acquaintance of mine who lost three fingers on his, mm-hmm. on his dominant hand. This oh, wow. This isn't the spare one. Right. <laughs> And uh, he does a fair amount of motivational speaking. And I, I like the way he approaches it, which is life will always continue to happen to you. What makes the difference is the and then that you put on that story. Mm-hmm. It does. And it's the and then is what's in your control. Yeah. I know at, when stuff like this happens, a lot of times we sit in a form of almost denial. Mm. Okay. What was the first moment you recall when you went, oh, shit, this is what's happened to me? (laughs) Well, I think, I think initially for me, it was in that hospital bed. Once I was conscious, not in and out, but conscious, and I'm, I'm laying there, I'm in pain from head to toe. My eyeballs hurt, literally. And I got three IVs going. And I'm in ICU. And I'm sitting, I'm laying there. And I'm, I'm trying to, I guess, process or digest what happened. And that was the oh shit moment for me where it was just, like, wow, this really happened. It wasn't, it wasn't surreal anymore. Mm -hmm. And there was a point where everything in me, every ounce of my being just sunk to the lowest point that you could possibly sink to when you think about your reality. And I remember asking myself, okay, so how do we get how do we get out of this? You know, yeah, exactly. How do we fix this. <laughs> and I didn't know the answer to that. I really, I couldn't answer that question. And I'm going to, I'm going to pause you here because okay. I know eventually you did. And I want to hear how that is. But first we need to go off to a break. Okay. Um, all of you out there in listener land, hang with us. We'll get the end of that question for you here shortly. If you would like to hook up with Sheila and have conversation with her, you can find her on Facebook at S as in Sam, J as in <clears throat> Jamie at Hawkins, H-A-W-K-I-N-S Associates, but the abbreviated version A-S-S-O-C, S-J Hawkins Associates. Or you can reach out to me, Zofia Renea, Z-O-F-I-A-R-E-N-N-E-A, also on Facebook, and I can connect you if you didn't get the other one. And we will be back from the break shortly, so stay with us. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well... 
we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. There's a new force to be reckoned with in talk radio. It's not just talk radio. Hosted by LaTanya Jr. and co-host Tina Wynn and Tony Brown. Not Just Talk Radio is like a superhero. Inspiring, problem-solving, and informing. Packed with action-provoking conversations from news, movements, and social and politics issues. This program is about a wide range of voices and fresh points of view from experts, celebrities, and you, the listener. Not Just Talk Radio is broadcast live Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on Instagram. Make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows, live events, and around the network. We want to see what you have to share as well. Check us out on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Welcome back from the break. Thank you for staying with us. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I'm here talking with Sheila Hawkins. Sheila was in the process of telling us about that moment of realization after her accident uh, when it became very clear to her the amount of work and the uphill battle she had ahead of herself to recover her physical and emotional capabilities, mental capabilities after the accident. And her, the question she asked herself was how to get out of this. And actually, before you answer that question, I'm going to ask you another question. So it kind of ties this all back in with the listeners. Uh, tell me a little bit about how, the impact, the wider impact of this traumatic event for your family and how you see it for survivors of other kinds of trauma and their loved ones. How does that show up? Wow. Um, So for me personally, I have to say that I could immediately see how this impacted um, people around me. I had a friend who's been friends for 30 some years. And I remember having a conversation with her. And she said when she got the call, she said that she realized what it would be like to not have me be here. Mm. And of course, you know, tears were flowing. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but I could hear in her voice, I could hear how emotional that was for her. So although she wasn't there in that car with me, 
she was traumatized by what happened to me. Yeah, it still listening, shook her world in a sense. It did. Way. It really did. And listening to my son, you know, to have him say to me, that lady said or made it sound like you were going to die. It just, you know, it makes your heart sink to the <laughs> bottom floor because here are these people who have been around for quite some time, you know, one you're ra- you raised and you you see what it is for them um you know to be traumatized and it just in that moment though i knew that we were all going to be okay we were all going to be okay but you know just having that um that personal experience let me see what i already know in action mm-hmm. So when you have someone who's experienced trauma and, you know, we were talking about, um, say, the, the recent events that we've, you know, we've seen in, in the headlines, it doesn't just impact the survivors. It impacts everybody around them. And one way that it does that is, so they experienced the trauma and the trauma, if it's not addressed right away, if it's not addressed within the first 72 hours, it can cause anxiety, fatigue, trouble sleeping, the nightmares that come with that, um, panic and nervousness. And that trauma leads to PTSD because it's not addressed within 72 hours of the event. So here you have, yeah, this I would say almost a hundred percent of the time. Oh yeah, not. exactly. Yeah. It's not because people unfortunately don't get the help right away. Um, there's this lull and well, yeah, because they're trying to make sure you survive it. <laughs> right, right, right. Physically. Right. Yeah, exactly. Let's right. get the body through this. And, right. Yeah. Right. So we we're inside of that. There's, there's not really a focus on, your mental well-being. And so what happens is you end up with PTSD and it impacts the lives of everybody around you. So for instance, like everybody's familiar with what can happen to um, or with someone who serves in the military, right? Yeah. yeah. They come home with PTSD. Yeah, and and right. we we've, we've seen this on different TV shows and stuff. Oh, you yes. know the yes. hyper the hyper startle reactions yes. and being thrown back into the moment. What does right. that kind of look like for somebody who hasn't been to war? For someone who, because I think a lot of people walk around with PTSD, not realizing, oh, yeah. and they they, they keep going. Well, it's it's not like anyone was shooting at me, right? <laughs> <laughs> What it, what it ends up looking like is, say, in my case, for instance, um, my son, my friend, and quite a few other people, they're traumatized by that. They weren't there. They weren't there. But they were exposed. Mm-hmm. So overall, anyone exposed to the event is impacted, meaning that those who experience it firsthand and those close to them are impacted. Mm-hmm. 
And then we get to see things like this, that, you know, we're talking about, you know, the, the mass events, you get to see it play out in the media or hear about it. Yeah. And now you're you know? traumatizing the community at oh, large. Yeah. Yes. Over and over and over again. So trauma um, or I, I should say exposure. Exposure is exposure, mm-hmm. period. Yeah, whether you were there or not. Or, yeah, you were yeah. simply concerned, simply, right. quote unquote, right. concerned <laughs> with whether your loved one who is there is going to make it or whether exactly. you're concerned for your own safety because now you have to go down to that school, that shopping mall or, or right. whatever. right. And so when you're exposed, you have to react. That's the way um, our physiology is designed. If you're exposed, you have to react. And your, your brain and your body can't tell whether you were actually there. So it doesn't matter what the mind says. It doesn't matter if your mind you know, says, hey, we weren't there. But... Because our muscles and our brain act as if it really happened to you. That's right. And right? so just watching it repeatedly on the news yes. Yes. is enough to do this. It is. It is. Because they do a really good job at making sure we know all the gory details. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> and then they'll revise it for the new gory details yes. and show it all again. <laughs> exactly. Just to have the story run and have a, you know, that that freshness to it or like there's something new about it. So we have to know that exposure also comes from or through these other ways. It comes through the media. It comes at us through water cooler talk mm-hmm. and, you know, the constant, you know, nowadays it's like everything's on and yes. everybody is on, right? And plugged in. You've got your electronic yes. leash with you. Yes. At all times. <laughs> you know, and even if we go about um, utilizing or um, say how we manage that electronic leash, even if we go about that in a conscious way, it still doesn't matter because, again, exposure is exposure. Yeah, and it'll come other ways. Oh, yeah. yeah. It does. I, I know I'm not, I don't like regularly watch the news or follow news stations or anything mm-hmm. like that, but my husband keeps me filled in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So back to that question of, well, no, I'm not going to go back to that one yet. What is the risk for people who don't get help once they've had this exposure? Mm, the risk. Wow. Well, um, number one, of course, the risk is the trauma leads to the PTSD almost always if it's not addressed right away. So we're not talking about just surviving, right? You survive it physically. Yeah. But we're talking about you making sure you survive surviving. And that's what's at risk. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> because those hours where um, those first 72 hours where the, um, the trauma hasn't set into the brain or the body in my line of work is the time to release the trauma. That's the time you go after it. If the individual 
releases the trauma during that period, it's much easier to release too. But if you pass that 72 hour mark, PTSD sets in, the brain- uh, Now you've started wearing channels. Exactly, yeah. and your, the brain just keeps looping. It keeps repeating the event, which causes the body to experience the trauma all over again because it's exposed to it. It doesn't matter that it's replaying in your brain, the brain doesn't know any different. It's exposed. Yeah, the, the body takes it all as literal. Right, exactly. So it, it happens. So when someone has PTSD, the entire household can have it in a really short amount of time. You know, it's a condition that's easily shared because of its nature. It's, it's emotional. You know, it's, it's traumatic. So, and because we react to exposure the way that we do, it's easy for everybody to have it and to have it quickly. Yeah. And, exactly. you know, if we deal with it early, it keeps the trauma from taking over your life. Mm -hmm. And, of course, moving on to impact the people around you, you know, those in your household and those outside of it that you're close to. So that's, you know, that's what's at risk. And it, it's, you know, I would almost say that everything's at risk because if the trauma takes over, it's driving. Yeah, it, it drives it's the bus. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> and, it, and it's a really aggressive driver. It's like, get out of the way. Exactly. And it's, that's the, um, that's what's, that's what's present. So you're always dealing with that anxiety. There's always, say, the panic. And um, for some, the flashbacks. Mm -hmm. I experienced flashbacks myself. Just, and it's, it's interesting to me how the body, the body is, I think, the most magnificent machine ever created, without it's, a doubt. It's the most amazing healer. It is. And it's designed to protect us, especially the, our brain. Our brain, our brain's job is to make sure we survive, period. So the brain and the mind work together to squash the trauma. So I still, almost two years later, I don't remember what happened. Yeah. I know what happened because somebody told me what happened. I know what happened because of the state police accident report. That's right. how I happen but I've had those flashes and you know you know me I'm really inquisitive like okay what was that and then what happened after that but the brain and the mind say no I don't think so we no, don't need you're care. not ready for that <laughs> and, and and really honestly I'm at a point where um I came to a point where I realized I don't want to be yeah that I don't want to be. I don't need to know that. It doesn't add anything to your experience. No, it, it really doesn't. If anything, it takes away from um, my ability to thrive. Yeah. And that's the whole point. To, okay, you physically survived it. So now let's make sure that you survive surviving. Let's make sure you thrive. Yeah. yeah. So back to the ICU and you're asking yourself how to get out of this. I know for myself having been in a few places similar to this that I want there to be one answer of course <laughs> <laughs> and it never turns out to be one answer there's usually no. a few things so tell us a little bit about uh, how you answered how you how to get out of this for me initially there was the um, I, I tried to create a strategy 
you know, <laughs> plan. With, 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 your, with your impaired executive function. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They didn't go over too well. And so, you know, just like being still and not in the space of, you know, having, um, you know, the anxiety and, you know, like being in a place too where there's a part of you going, no, 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 no. No, nothing to do with this. No, I don't have time for this. (laughs) Get to a point where you just have to be still because you already know that the answer to the question, you have it. Mm -hmm. You have it. You just have to be still and present enough to get the answer. So in being still enough and present enough to get the answer, I knew, okay, so and I had the complete understanding of why I didn't remember, why I'm not going to be able to remember because, what, because of what the brain does, because of what the mind does. So everything that I learned, it was right there for me and it was ingrained in me. So I knew what to do and I knew that, okay, although I have three IVs going, <laughs> I can't really do what I need to do physically to use my techniques. I could reach out for help. And that's what I did. I reached out to my fellow practitioners mm-hmm. and said, okay. Um, and very briefly, because it's hard to, you know, say, type something with your thumbs when you got three IVs going. Okay. I'm going to pause <laughs> you right here because okay. it's time for us to take another break. Uh, but we'll hear more about what your specific steps were when we get back. Uh, out there in listener land, know that we can be found on Instagram as well. I am Zofia Renea, Z-O-F-I-A-R-E-N-N-E-A on Instagram, and Sheila is S.J. Hawkins Associates. This one's all the way spelled out. (laughs) And we will be right back, so stay with us. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. 
Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thank you for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renee Morales. I'm here talking to Sheila Hawkins. And she was sharing with us um, some of the ways in which she answered the question of how to get out of this circumstance she found herself in after her accident. And I love that you reached out for help. Many of us have been trained that we can't reach out to other people or we can't expect that they'll help us or, or trust that they'll help us when we're in these kind of extreme situations. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that you reached out in trust to a great many people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, that- and I'm grateful I was one of them. I just <laughs> will put that out there. <laughs> it just, it, it was a must because I knew where I wanted to be. And that was not going to happen with me doing just only what I know to do. It just, it wasn't going to happen. Um, so in, in answering the question, how do I get out of this? I reached out and, um, you know, very short, very brief. Like I said, it's kind of hard to, you know, type with your thumbs when you got, things going on. (laughs) I, um, I reached out and I said, this is what happened yesterday. And these are my injuries. This is what I need. Yeah. And at the time I didn't know it because of course, after I did that, I put the phone down and the phone died. So I didn't know it, but people were behind the scenes already working on my behalf. Yeah. And um, I later, um, when I checked messages um, after that week. Yeah, um, I was going to say it was a long time later. It was a minute. But, you know, I I found that reaching out, um, I had messages from a lot of people, people I trust, who said, you know, what do you need? For your business. You know, I know you were working on X. What can I do for you? Um, People who were standing in line to support my son, you know, to make sure that he was okay and that he had what he needed. And that, and I have one friend who knows him very well. She's like a second mom. And so (laughs) she, um, she reached out to him because she knew where he would go in his head after he got that phone call oh, and sure. right on the money. So she made sure that he was taken care of, that she called and said to him what he needed to hear mm-hmm. and um, called again after she had 
because she came to the ER and um, she saw me and she was able to tell him, hey, you know, this doesn't look like you think it looks mm-hmm. right. And so, um, you know, just just having that support and then knowing that that, that kind of set the foundation, I think, just reaching out. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have the answer to say um, the whole big picture. I couldn't see. I just saw where I needed to be, where I wanted to be. The very next step. Right, right that next step. So for me, um, I was there for about a week. I was in ICU for, I want to say, three days, four days, and then a couple more days in a regular room and came home. But the the minute that I'm, my I'm really impressed started. always when I hear this story <laughs> that you went from three brain brain, breathe, brain bleeds and a ruptured spleen and all of these other miscellaneous injuries right. to back at home within a week. <laughs> yeah, and and what 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 happened for me was um, I really I really wanted to avoid having my head cut open. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to avoid losing my spleen. And because I reached out, I had no surgery. The power I of prayer. I left there without the surgery because I reached out, I got the help that I needed, and my colleagues were working, you know, in the background, so to speak, to make sure. Um, that that didn't happen. And so I, I was amazed when I came home. I just, it was like, I came home, there were a few people here. And then all of a sudden, I was alone. Just for, you know, a while, I was alone. But in that moment of being alone, the fear set in. Mm. Like, should I really be home? After what I just went through, should I really be at home? Is this a little premature? <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait a minute. I think I need to go back. And using my techniques to just bring that down because that is part, was part of the trauma for me. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, my God, I'm not okay. It's like, no, you're pretty okay, given what you've been through. You're, you're pretty miraculous it's right about okay. that. <laughs> yeah, you're okay. And, you know, granted, it's been a long road and I'm not done yet. But I've progressed faster than I was expected to. And farther, I think, than predicted. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too, because I, I really wasn't expected to be able to, um, to regain the cognitive function that I lost. And I'm still working because I'm not there yet. And I'm going to get there. I'm determined <laughs> to get there. Um, but just, you know, being able to, um, to use what I learned and, and to know that, wow, okay, there was another reason. Mm-hmm. that this work showed up in my life when it did. Absolutely. Because not only was, were other people going to need it, I needed it. I was going to need it. Let's yeah. get into a little of the nitty gritty around the work and, and how you supported yourself. What are some of the tips that you could offer 
to the mm-hmm. listeners out there if they've been impacted by something like this, whether it's personally or mm. or through someone that they know? Yeah, I think the most important thing when it comes to um, recovery is knowing that it doesn't matter how you suffered the trauma, whether you were there or not, you know, whether it's that you were exposed to it in some other way, that it's got to be addressed. Because if it's not, then you're not going to, you're not going to thrive like you need to thrive. And that trauma and the PTSD is going to be passed on to those around you. So Mm -hmm. It's important to to address it when it happens, address it within 72 hours. And if you've experienced something that, okay, that was then and this is now, then reach out and get the help you need. It's so critical because it it will stifle everything. It will have you um, stopped in so many different ways. I mean, what if I hadn't had something that would give me the ability to get in that vehicle again yeah, or a vehicle again. Right. Um, I wouldn't be where I am. Yeah. Because you wouldn't have gotten the physical therapy and all of the other stuff that was required really. Exactly. So it's, I think it's important that we know that exposure is exposure number one and that no matter what the event, whether it's, you know, something like a, a mass event or it's your childhood trauma, mm-hmm. you survived it physically, but now you've got to survive surviving. A lot of people move through, um, go on and move through life and, you know, they appear to be managing their symptoms, right? They appear to have dealt with their trauma, but that's really not what's going on. They're still moving through life with the fear, the anxiety, um, the the flashbacks, the nightmares. Right. And the list of prescriptions that oh, yeah. conventional medicine would like to put you on to help you exactly. suppress right. and pretend right. it didn't happen. Right. Yeah. It's, it's what I call the Band-Aid on the broken arm. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what that is. And so we've got to got to face what comes up for us and to deal with it because you also find that you deal with that dread, Mm -hmm. the dread that what happened can happen again. I can't tell you how many times driver called and said, Hey, I'm here. And I reluctantly went to the door and went out and got in. But all the way there, I was busy with my techniques because <laughs> I needed to be at physical therapy. I needed to be at the neurologist's office. I needed to see, you know, every one of my caregivers and, you know, keep up that regimen. And so, again, exposure is exposure. You know, there's no difference between, um, say, having that trauma happen or let's say being the victim of a crime Mm -hmm. and you know a kid playing a violent video game it's the same thing our muscles learn via the exposure so it's about 
reaching out and making sure we get what we need. Yeah. And, you now, know, I know you have a very generous offer that you uh, would like to extend to our listeners. Yes. You'd like to tell us a little bit about that offer? I sure will. So what, um, what we've been doing. Um, Who's we, first of all? We, myself, um, my fellow uh, coaches and colleagues, my feather, fe my fellow, <laughs> that's <the brain laughs> thing, my fellow um, interventionalists, we have been offering free trauma prevention sessions online for anyone who experienced the mass events or anybody triggered by them. And that is to help anyone and everyone who needs to take down their trauma, the anxiety, you know, the panic over being exposed to it and then watching it play out over and over again over and in the over. media, right? And of course, it's there for those who have other trauma, you know, be it from another lifetime event or something else. And I'm not asking anybody to, you know, sign up. Um, to be on, say, you know, an email list or anything like that. Um, the link that we've shared will take people to, well, depending upon which, which link you hit, you'll either be taken to the website, it'll give you the information, but the link goes directly to the online sessions that we'll be having. So there's no sign up. You don't have to, you don't even have to use your real name. Yeah. Um, right? It, you can be anonymous. And that's great. The, because the focus is to give people what they need. Exactly. And, you know, and, and make sure that they have a couple of tools that they can use anywhere, anytime, any day, whenever the trauma comes up for them. That's, that's the, the point here. That's a beautiful thing. And you can go to sovereignself.media and I will have those links available for you over there. You can click on them and uh, get engaged with the help that's required to begin to unravel this. Mm -hmm. One of the things I'm impressed with your particular set of techniques with is mm -hmm. it seems to clear things a lot more quickly than like the traditional psychotherapy, talk therapy kind of mm -hmm. route that it does. people are so often yeah. sent down. Yeah, it's um, because what we do, um, the neurokinesis, the techniques, because what they do is to say, reset things um, when it comes to the brain and our um, reaction, our emotional, say, charge around events, it resets them. And so it, it, it's not, say, taking away the memory so much as it is reducing and yeah. taking away the trauma the so the charge that goes with the charge that goes yeah. with it because that is what takes us back into that loop mm. and we've been able to um there's also um some study information that i i have available on my website for anybody interested in say the numbers 
Um, but there was a, what was it, a 60,000 client response. And the numbers are, are quite impressive, if I do say so myself. <laughs> you know, it's like it, it, you can use these techniques for weeks and for some with more traumatic experience or more traumatic events, it may take more weeks than, you know, than it would for someone else. But you're looking at weeks versus years. Yes, exactly. And I, I want to put out there that what I want to say, there's, there's like no scale of horrific event mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, that like correlates with the amount of trauma that you experience. Okay. <laughs> so it's not useful to compare, you know, oh, well, this guy was shot at to I was in a car accident to... Right you know, I, I miscarried my baby. Okay. That, mm-hmm. there, there's no like scale of trauma that says that this one's more traumatic to a person than another. Right. So, right. so know that whatever you're experiencing is what you're experiencing and you can be mm-hmm. extremely traumatized by all of those events and a number of others. <laughs> true. We're right. getting true. down to the end of our time here. Thank you so much for being with us today, Sheila. Really appreciate it. It's oh, been thank you. Definitely my pleasure. And uh, we will catch you guys next week. And until then, live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week, right here 